0: Christine, thanks. Let's go live with Jack Kelly. Today is going to be a really interesting and different LinkedIn live slash podcast. It's it's overcoming. What 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 are we talking about? Christine, it's overcoming.
1: How to how to adopt like a success mindset, how to build mindset.
0: A success mindset. And I think this is really important because when you look at a job search or how to navigate your career, or moving up internally within the organization, usually the advice you get is very much rigid of, do this step one, do this step two, do this step three. Whereas there's not, in my opinion, there's not enough attention paid to the thought process And the strategy behind navigating your career now when times are good it's easy if you turn back the clock um, a little after you know the pandemic was kind of winding down and all the people who were laid off companies were starting to hire again so it was just really frothy and You know, these companies were throwing money at people and they were hiring like crazy. And then all of a sudden it stopped. But when it's hot, everything is fine. You don't have to worry about a lot of things. A rising tide lifts all boats. In this environment we're in now, it's different. It's harder, particularly for white collar, mid to senior level professionals, people with college degrees, advanced degrees. There's not a big need for them now. Companies feel, hey, we could have AI and do we have to pay all this money? Let's just wait it out. We're worried about the economic system. We're worried about a recession. We're worried about Hamas and Israel. Is this going to kind of drag in other countries and become a world war? We're still worried about Ukraine and Russia. Is that going to drag us in? Is China going to go and try to take over Taiwan? Maybe we dragged into that. We have a high inflation. And just recently, uh, Jerome Powell, the Fed chair, was giving a talk, basically saying, hey, yeah, we're going to have high interest rates for a long time. So there's a lot of angst, a lot of issues, a lot of problems. And companies, they don't come out and say it, because no CEO executive is going to say, I'm scared. I'm worried about the economy. I'm worried about what's going to happen. No, they don't want to say that. So they just pretend that everything's okay. I can't blame them because if they panic, everyone will panic. So there's this overhang of kind of worry, anxiety, stress, negativity out there. And companies are reluctant to hire or do things when that happens. And it makes sense. Think about yourself personally. If you feel your job is not secure, or you're in between jobs. You're not going to go take that trip to Europe. You're not going to buy that new car. You're not going to buy that new home. You're going to pull back, hunker down, and wait for better times. Within the context of this, for what I want to do today is give some ideas and thoughts and concepts so that you could kind of mentally, emotionally get through this period of time and hopefully even... Not only survive, but thrive and move forward. And th- th- this mindset will help you. Not only now, but in the future. So so let me explain mindset is this. You just don't want to, to stumble into whatever you're doing. You want to be really thoughtful of it. So for instance, if you're looking for a new job, it doesn't make sense just to say, hey, I'm looking for a new job. You want to have a goal. Right My goal is to find a new job. My goal is to find a new job with this type of company making this kind of money, having this kind of growth potential. Okay? That's a goal. That's great. Most people set a goal, and that's it. What you need to do is add to that. You need a system in place because we just have a goal. It's like, okay, I'm gonna do this, but all right, how are you going to do this? I don't know if many people, maybe I'm a little older, so you might know this, but when I was a kid, you had this game, this football game, electronic football, and you had these little football players and it was all like electric and they'd just go and run around and try to, you know, playing like football on this board. And basically it was such a weird, (laughs) it was such a crappy game that they would just fall down. They knock into each other. They'd bump into each other. So it was like, it was just chaos, no plan, nothing, because you couldn't really do that. It was just, you know, I don't know why they made this, but that was back in the day before you had all this cool electronics. Similarly, if you're looking for a job or you're looking to advance within your career or change careers or pivot or reinvent yourself, you need a system in place to do it. You can't just be those little football players just knocking into each other, like knocking into each other, falling down. No, that doesn't work. So you want to get a system. You have to figure out, okay, if if I'm looking for a new job, what do I do? Uh, I'm going to get in touch with recruiters. I'm going to send out my resumes. I'm going to network. And then you have to write it down because if you write down things, it makes it real. If it's in your head, it's ephemeral. It comes and goes. You want to hold yourself to it. So you want to say every. I'll make this up because everyone's going to be different. You know, every Monday, I'm going to work on and fill in the blank. It could be maybe your resume. It could be posting on LinkedIn or whatever social media platform that your career is more associated with. On Tuesday, you're going to get in touch with recruiters. You're going to follow up on resumes they sent out on Wednesday. You know, you're going to go and practice an elevator pitch. You're going to look at your social media footprint to see if you have to change it and so on. You want to have. A system so that every day you know what you're doing to achieve your goal. Because if you don't have a plan, you're just going to bump around, knock around, nothing's going to happen. So, goal, set goals, set a goal, and then focus in and every day work on it. Every day, just like every day you you take a shower and you brush your teeth and you get dressed, and maybe you work out and you have your schedule. Same thing. You want to be rigid and you want to be focused. Even if you're tired or you're burnt out or you don't feel like it, you do it every day because that gets you closer to getting to that goal. And that mindset is sometimes you have to be very, very strong willed because it's very easy to get distracted. You know, let's say you're in between jobs and it's you're watching Netflix and you get comfortable in the house. It's hard to get out of that, just that complacency. And the more you get into that complacency, the harder it is to pull yourself out. And by having that you know that system in place to keep you guided is going to help you out. It's going to help you from falling into the abyss if you're feeling depressed and bad because you're keeping your mind busy, you're keeping focused, and you're making traction. And when I say, when you're making traction, you want to celebrate every small victory because... If you're looking for a job, you're looking to advance within your career, you're looking for a change in a challenging market, it's gonna be hard, and you're gonna get a lot of rejection and a lot of doors closed in your face. It's not you, it's everybody. This is across the board. And when I say everybody, think about it. I think the last numbers I saw from Layoffs FYI, which fo- follows the tech sector and Layoffs, it was something like 240,000 plus tech professionals, smart, well-paid, well-educated, working at Amazon, Apple were laid off in 2023. And the numbers are probably even higher by now. So this 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 is a systemic problem. It's not just you, we're all going through this challenge. So we have our goals, we have our systems in place, we're having our focus. One of the things also is to try your best to have a positive mindset. Now, some of these things, you may roll your eyes and be like, what is this woohoo stuff? I got to tell you, I grew up in this place, Canarsie, Brooklyn, which is a very lower socioeconomic place. And you would never hear anyone talk about empathy or, uh, visualization affirmations mantras yoga meditation you get beat up fast forward now i realize a lot of these things do make sense and they're helpful so with positive with having some positive self-talk what i mean by positive self-talk most people (laughs) most people think about it how many people do you know when you meet them and you talk to them they emanate negativity they they talk they're angry they're bitter they're resentful they find fault with everybody they're complaining about everything right whether it's social media whether it's in person there's so many people who just have that negativity and that is the opposite of what you want to do you want to be positive and think positively, in a way, you could rewire the way you think. If you spend your day looking for problems, if you spend your day ruminating about the past, oh, I should have done this, and I should have done that, and why didn't my parents help me to do this, and I got cheated by doing... Well, you kind of constantly have your monkey brain going, and just constantly thinking... Of negative thoughts, things, what you did wrong, what you should have done. I should have done this. Why did I do that? You know, and it just accumulates and accumulates. And your mind is really just focused on a never ending loop of negativity, bad stuff. Boo hoo hoo. What did I like? Should have done this. I should have done that. And that's where you get all these people. And we've all seen them. No matter what, you have a conversation, they're angry, they're bitter. You don't you just want to walk away from them because you just don't want to get that, you don't want to just get that. It's like Ugh, get that off of me. So you want to change the way you think. You want to look in the positive. Any little win. So let's say you get that interview. You don't say, and a lot of people do this, well, they're probably not going to call me back for the next one. No, positive hey, I got this interview, this is great, I'm really excited, I'm going to do my homework, I'm going to do whatever I can to go and interview again and do better, and then keep moving forward. You want to kind of just focus, highlight in your mind how to you know, being positive, being motivated, knowing that something's going to happen, kind of talking yourself into it. The same way, let's be honest, a lot of people talk themselves into being negative by thinking of all the negative stuff just the opposite you want to think of everything in your life that is positive block out whatever negative stuff happened whatever bad stuff happened close that door and and lock that door because they'll creep in and and then they'll kind of defeat you you want to just be be motivated highly focused upbeat positive when you think and and you know The ideas come through your head. If it's something negative, block it out. Replace it with something positive and start that. And you'll see it makes a difference. It makes a difference how you look at it. It's just like how many times does somebody say something to you and you just want to react, right? You want to react and you want to yell back and you want to give them something back and you want to say something that's going to hurt them. No, it's don't do that. It's wasting time. Process it instead of immediately getting your blood pressure, getting, you know, it's boiling, right? And you just want to, you, you, you want to just yell at that person. You want to just give them something. You want to give them a zinger. No, 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 no. You want to take a step back and say, let's say even for an interview, you want, you know, maybe that someone was rude to you in the interview, what happened? You want to, you want to say, Hey, I don't know what that person is going through. Maybe that person has a sick kid at home. Maybe that person who's interviewing you, their spouse lost their job. There's so many different things that we feel when someone says or does something that comes across negative to us, we feel that, God, that person is so is such a jerk. But really, you don't know what, what, what they're dealing with. So instead, what I would suggest, and this is a big thing because what happens all the time with interviewing, where you get these, what comes across, what feels like very rude treatment, shabby treatment, like really bad, really bad stuff. I hear this from candidates for for years. It's not just recently. Reframe it, reframe how you look at the situation. Tell yourself, before I react, let me take a few breaths. So I don't instinctively go on the attack against that person. Because number one, going attacking that person, how's that going to help? Particularly if that person is a manager looking to hire you and you're just going to attack them or her, that's, it's going to blow up. Take a breath, process it, say to yourself, I, I don't know what this person is going through. Maybe they had a hard day. Maybe they have some really challenges themselves. So maybe you could say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. interviewer, I was a little taken aback by the comment you made. It seemed, you know, a little unnecessary. Um, Maybe I'm processing wrong, but help me out. Are you okay? Is everything all right with you? And you say that in an honest way, not like a, like a sarcastic way or me being really genuine to see like, hey, you, I felt kind of attacked. And I don't think I said something, and if I did, please let me know, because maybe if I said something inappropriate or wrong, let me know so I'll know in the future. Because it did feel like this very uncomfortable thing that's going on between us. And then hopefully, more often than not, in this case, the interviewer might say, and I've seen this happen a lot, hey, I'm sorry. It was a really tough day. My kid was sick and Usually, we have a friend who drops off my child at child, you know at school. They couldn't do it. So we were just trying to juggle how to do it, and it was chaos, and <clears throat> my spouse couldn't do it because of this and and we then we got into an argument, like, I understand. I understand. This happens all the time. But mostly what happens is people don't take that step back and they get sucked into that argument, and then both sides just go at it. So just to to reiterate, when this happens, reframe the conversation politely and genuinely and authentically ask, hey, um, can we talk about this? I feel a little bit maybe attacked, but I'm not judging or anything. Can we talk about, did I say something wrong? Did I, cause, cause maybe you did. So like, you want to be honest, like maybe I did say something and I didn't mean it. Can we, can we kind of work through this? And then you'll see the other person will appreciate that you're handling this in a very mature way. And then if they really knew they were being a jerk, most people like will think I, I am a jerk. Let me just, <laughs> let, let me try to salvage it and let's, let's make this better. So you you hear where I'm going with this. This is a whole suite of solutions that I'm trying to offer when you're involved in the workplace and workplace situations. So that as opposed to the usual advice you get, this is really very thoughtful ways to navigate and be positive and get the results that you want. Another another aspect, and we're gonna go we we'll run through there's not that many. So I, I just I figure to start out with, give a few different kinds of things to figure out to talk about. Another thing is you have to be self-motivating. Unfortunately, in this world for most people, unless you're like a Nepo baby and you have, you know, a a, a parent who is a CEO or an uncle who runs a company, you're on your own. You know, no one wants to tell you this. You're on your own. No one is going to knock on your door and save you and say, Hey, Jack, here's this great job. I know you weren't doing anything. You're looking, you're just watching TV, but I want to come in here and give you this awesome job. That doesn't happen. You have to be your own champion. You have to motivate yourself, whether you, whether you feel like it or not. You want to do every day. Every day you wake up, no matter what happened the day before, You say, this is a brand new day. Maybe, yes, they sucked. I didn't get that interview I wanted. I didn't get that offer I wanted, but I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not going to think about it. I'm going to think today is a complete fresh start. Give you an example. In recruiting, recruiters fail way more than they succeed because you may have 10 applicants, but one We'll get the job, perhaps, or maybe not. What happens a lot is then as a recruiter, maybe you play somebody, but a lot of times you don't. And there could be times where you worked hard, you know, from a personal perspective, I work hard and hard and try to find, making all these calls, setting up all these meetings, having all these interviews, helping people through the whole process again, again. And then all of a sudden, Doesn't work out. Someone else gets the offer. Spent all that time. No money for nothing. And maybe that happens several times in a row. It's easy to say, oh, boo-hoo-hoo. This sucks. I hate it. This is terrible. What I always do is I just, this is, let's say, pre-COVID when it was in an office. Get up from my desk. Either go to the men's room, put some cold water on my face, or maybe take a walk outside. And then once I step back into the office, in my mind, everything that happened up until now and back in the office is over, doesn't exist. It's history. History doesn't exist. It's over. It's done. All you have now is the present moment. And at the present moment, you're starting from scratch, which is great. No baggage, nothing. It's all fresh. And it's whatever you make of it. So you want to have that mindset every day is a fresh, new start. No baggage, nothing from the past, no negative, no no ruminations about stuff, no recriminations about my parents should have done this or that, the other thing. No, it's a fresh day that you have control over, which leads to another one. You want to kind of understand, and this is an old adage, you know, Control. You know you can't control what you can't control, but you can control what you can control. Something of that nature. I'm probably butchering it, but I think you get the sense. Certain things are out of your control. For instance, you cannot change the economy by yourself. You cannot stop the Hamas and Israel hostilities. You cannot stop the Ukraine Russian war. So, to wring your hands about it, and and to get so sucked up in it, and spend so much energy in it in something you can't control probably doesn't make much sense to spend a whole lot of time on it. Whereas you have control over the way you want to navigate your career. As we talked about the beginning of the show, you're setting a goal and you have a system in place to reach that goal. So you can control that. You can control what you're doing on a daily basis to make your life better, to get a raise, to get a promotion, to get a bonus, to get a new job, to, to to climb the corporate ladder internally, to reinvent yourself, to go back to school, whatever it is to say, hey, maybe I want to go now be a blue collar person because that seems to be where some money is at now, where white collar is not so good. You have that control to decide what do I want to do with my fate? Now, you may say, Jack, it's not so easy. And you're right, it's not easy. And that's one thing we have to all understand. That's another thing. Nothing is easy in life. The only thing is easy if like, you know, you're born to riches, and even then it's hard. You have your own problems. So you want to be motivated. You want to understand what you can control and what you can't. If you can't control it, don't knock your head against the wall. Don't waste all that time. Spend your time more appropriately on what you can control and what you can, can do. And when while you're doing that, you want to be positive, you want to be upbeat, and you want to be motivated. You also want to have time management. You only have so much time in the day. It's so easy. It's so easy to procrastinate, particularly when you have remote work, when you have hybrid work, digital nomads. It's very easy to say, you know, <laughs> I'm going to kind of just do my laundry for now. And I'm not, I'm, and, and I'm not casting any aspersions on people you know, working remote, what have you. I'm working remote. I've never worked remote at all until the pandemic. So, but I could see what happens. Sometimes it's easy to, to, to say I'm going to do this later. I'm going to do this later. My dad had expression time, and I'm going to butcher it. So like time, you, the the time expands to fit the work. And I think I'm butchering it, but it's he he kind of meant that if you make it happen, you could end up spending so much time doing something when you don't really have to do it. So so you could take a project and hyper focus and get it done in 20 minutes or you could stretch it out and it takes the whole day to do it because you keep doing a little bit, then you do something else and you don't pay attention. So you want to be very attuned to time management. you want to have you, you want to think of it as a race because a lot of times it's easy, especially with remote or hybrid, where you maybe you don't have that you know that, that, that drive because you don't have the Buzz in the office and everything going on, and you're seeing your peers. So it's easy to kind of just let me watch this ball, you know, baseball game. Let's watch, you know, this TV, you know, this Netflix series. So, in addition to the focus, you want to be very time efficient. You want to make sure if you're interviewing, you want to put in the time to research the company, to research the interviewers, to know the job description, and be very thorough and have that. And this goes along with having that system and and t- you know looking at the interviewers looking at the company look at their mission statement so you want to use that time wisely so that it's going to return a dividend because you're putting in that time um there's another thing that kind of helps too is is something called find your why uh there's some guy who I I, I, don't, I can't recall his name but you see, you see him on um Twitter and TikTok and you know all sorts of social media, um, and it's a really th- interesting thing. What find you? Why is this? Is that you often need a fire to be lit onto you to get motivated. <laughs> it's not easy to get motivated just like that. Say, you know, hey, I'm going to wake up and I'm motivated. You want to find reasons, why you're doing what you're doing. For instance, let's say you're starting out, you have a young family, young kids. Your why might be, hey, I grew up in not a great area. I really want to have the best for my kids. I want them to go to better schools than I went to. I want to have them have more opportunities than I did. So I'm going to really do whatever it takes. I'm going to work as hard as I can so that I could provide a better life for them. And that could be the the driver. That could be your why to say, hey, that's why I'm going to get up at six in the morning. And that's why I'm going to work really hard at what I do, because I want to be successful enough to give them a life that I didn't have. Now that's one example for a why, but we all have our others. It could be maybe you work in the nonprofit sector, and your why is I'm helping out, you know, un, un, you know, unrepresented, you know, people who have challenges and problems and whatever it may be. And I feel by doing this, my why is is not because I'm helping people, that's great, but I'm getting also inner satisfaction because I feel I'm making a difference by taking care of people who are often overlooked and no one cares about. So the why for everybody could be different. It could be money, it could be meaningful, something, a role, finding a role that's meaningful and f- offers you fulfillment. But by having that why, it helps you get through the tough times. Because if you don't have a why and you're just doing it, <laughs> and I think most people, this is the problem we have in the workplace is that you're doing your job. You know, you're getting paid, you know, relatively well. The job's okay, but it's not great and it's not wonderful. And you really know you can't grow fantastically and you don't have a why. So you just kind of plot. You kind of just going through the motions. And that's, I'm not, saying is you know bad, but I'm just, this is what ends up happening because you don't have that extra oomph that to say, you know, to power you through to the next level. So I would say, think of all the things in your life, why you want to succeed, why if you do X, Y, and Z, it's going to make a difference in your life and your family's life, maybe in your community, maybe with your neighbors, maybe for society as a whole. So by having that kind of thing, that's going to help push through and overcome a lot of the negativity and a lot of the chaos that's out there because you're going to have that as your driver to succeed and move forward. One of the things, this this you might not like hearing, as you try to evolve and grow and be a better person and be more focused and want to achieve, <laughs> achieve greater things. You have to look at your circle of friends. There's, there's something like you are the sum of the five people who you're closest with. If you're looking around and the people that you're closest with are really not doing so great, you may love them and you know, like them, but... They're negative, perhaps. They have really bad habits. They lead you down the wrong road. I'm not saying to excommunicate yourself with them, but you owe it to yourself to surround yourself with people who are uplifting, who are positive, who are motivated, who want to do well, who want to succeed, who, who are interested in mutual benefiting relationships. If you find out, if you really kind of think about the people that you closely associate with, and they're not like that, they're going to bring you down to their level. It always works that way. If you are with, it's like, have you ever heard about like in tennis and as, as in other sports too? If you play with someone who's a couple of you know notches or more notches better than you, you want to play that because it's going to up your game. As opposed to if you're playing with someone who's way beneath you, you're going to kind of come down because you're not going to really take advantage of them. So you want to do something where you can up your game and take it to the next level. Now, in today's society, we had this like loneliness epidemic because coming out of the pandemic, we're all at home. We didn't get out for two plus years. You know, you, you've lost that social circle. We've kind of changed the way we live now with Instacart, DoorDash. Netflix, Amazon Prime, it's easy just to stay in your home and not do anything. So you might have a challenge finding a new group of friends who are similarly minded. If you can't find them in person, you could find them online, on podcasts, through books. You want to find other ways how to improve your mindset, how to grow intellectually, how to learn new things take online courses, maybe go back to school for something. You want to make sure you are continuing to grow because the world we are in now and the world where we're coming to in the future of work is changing fast. We've all seen it with AI. You know, you hear with AI, oh no, no job's going to be lost from AI. Meanwhile, Goldman Sachs had a study that 300 million jobs are going to be lost with AI. Now, maybe they would be hyperbolic. So even if you cut it in half, it's a lot of jobs. And this is AI, <clears> that's just one thing. What about, there's so many companies are sending jobs offshore to other countries. Uh, there's there's just the potential for having a hard, you know, hard time getting jobs and moving forward in the future. So you have to really be adaptable to change. You can't just say, oh, AI is just the next tech, no big deal, I'm not gonna bother with it. Oh, this is stupid no look into it and i'm not i'm not saying ai is a savior but you want you you don't want to bury your head in the sand you want to see what are the trends and it doesn't mean jumping on the trend it me- It means researching it looking into it seeing how that could help you i remember i spent you know a fair amount of time with the metaverse because for a while when Mark Zuckerberg was putting billions of dollars into it, thinking, oh, maybe that's going to be something. So I felt, let me look into it. Didn't really turn out to be much, but that's okay, because it could have. And I developed some knowledge, and it's called also building a skill stack. A skill stack. I spoke with this about Jen on the LinkedIn Live, uh, you know, the recruiter, um, where she talked about Scott Adams, a podcast guy who, who trumpeted about skill stacks, meaning... That instead of just having like one skill, you want to have a layer of multiple different skills so that as the world changes, as as the workforce changes, as new technologies, software, platforms, apps come into place, you don't want to be that person who's a Luddite. Like, I don't understand this. I don't want to have to learn all this. Uh, This is too much for me. Nah, you want to kind of learn as much as you're possible, because otherwise you'll be left behind. Now, I'm not saying to frighten you or anything, but it's just realistic. If you ignore it now, to be fair, it could be like the metaverse where you say, hey, Jack, what about the metaverse? See, you spent too much time on that. That didn't help, right? Well, yes and no, because I, I got a taste for what it's like. You know, I put on the goggles. I played around with it. I got a feel for it. So now. In my skill stack, I kind of understand what it is. So if somebody talks about it, I could talk intelligently about it. Same thing with AI and other things. You want to keep learning. You want to keep growing because that's critical. Think about the people you grew up with, people you went to everywhere, anywhere from you know, elementary school, middle school, high school, college, and then how many of them are stuck in a time warp? think about it they they listen to the same music they listened to in high school and college they watch the same kind of tv shows that they've always watched they wear the same kind of clothes from the 80s or 90s or whatever and they just they just stopped they stopped growing they just like you know i'm cool with this i'm cool with like this uh you know your uh, '90s grunge vibe thing. I'm 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 cool with this '80s things. I'm I'm cool with these '80s dad jeans. Uh, that's okay. That's fine if you want to. But if you want to stay ahead of the curve, if you want to stay ahead of the curve, and and, and have opportunity more opportunities available, you have to confront the fact that things will change and i think they're going to keep changing and changing faster and you want to stay up to date with it and this goes also these are all intertwined and this goes back with time management too so you want to be able to have enough time and not procrastinate so that you can learn a little doesn't mean you have to be an expert at everything but have a little bit of different knowledge so because you have a little different a bunch of different knowledges and a, and a skill stack then you have you're open to more opportunities more things can happen when you have a conversation you're more knowledgeable because you can talk about different things as opposed to most people who have one or two things they know about. And that's all they talk about. Um, wow. So that's a lot. I want to take a little break, Christine, it, from what I'm saying, any, anything that I missed out so far and I need a drink of water.
1: <laughs> I think it's important to allow yourself grace. You're human. Mm-hmm. Give yourself time to like grieve that job loss and feel sorry for yourself. But then it's important to snap out of it and push forward. I think if you jump into it too soon, you'll either burn out or the habits just won't stick.
0: Yeah, and I then, agree. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: And then I would also say embrace failure. There's something to be learned from each time you failed. And as we talked about yesterday, after failure, it's essential to take a step back, be introspective, perform a self-audit, and... Find ways in which you can improve upon yourself. I like that. Yeah.
0: What What do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, if let's say you didn't get that job that you really wanted, and you're and you're really bummed about it, and you want to have a pity party, so so to speak.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When's the fine line between saying, um, you know can't believe I didn't get that job. This it sucks. It's terrible. I can't believe it happened to me again. So you don't start falling down that rabbit hole of just kind of that defeatist mindset. Like now I don't want to interview again because I'm just going to get hurt again. You know what I mean? Is there a time like where Chris, you think you would say, okay, I'm going to allot a day just to feel crappy and get it and, and cry and eat ice cream or whatever you do and get it out of my system. But then the next day I get back into it. What, what do you think? Is that does that is that too harsh or it depends on each person?
1: I think it depends on each person and, and you'll know. And it's funny because I feel like I watched something the other day where they said, they literally allot time to like go cry. They'll schedule a time to just <laughs> go cry and allow it allow themselves that time and then they just gather themselves and then move forward but then I think that's also why it's important to have um, a good support team around you because then you know they might step in and go hey I think it's time that you like push forward I, I, I think it's critical to have that team around you and then also know that you don't have to go it alone I think you can you know find a mentor Um, look to a recruiter or a career coach. I think it's just important to know that you don't have to go it alone. And then also I would say you we're we're all living in discomfort. So train yourself to become comfortable with what's uncomfortable. You know, how many times within the past few years have we heard that we're living in unprecedented times, but it's how you overcome that fear and let that discomfort fuel you that counts.
0: I like that. I like what you're talking about, you know, be comfortable with the discomfort because that's what it is. And that that kind of harkens back to what we're talking about, like learning new things. It's not easy to spend time playing around with different AI, you know, platforms or trying to learn um, some new online courses. And maybe, you know, you're like, hey, maybe I should learn how to code. It's not easy. It's uncomfortable. It's awkward. You're not, you know, you're not good at it first. But I guess, like you're saying you have to learn and teach yourself to get comfortable with failing, not doing well, and try to overcome it, right?
1: Exactly, because there's people who just sit around and wait for their circumstances to change, but wanting, waiting, and wishing won't produce results, Mm -hmm. need to set a goal and take action.
0: That's perfect. And, And I like what you said about building a team because oftentimes it's very lonely, Looking for a new job, you know, trying to navigate your career, try to do something different, and if you have, whether maybe close trusted friends, uh, a mentor, a sponsor, a coach, you know, you know people who can kind of be there for you and root for you, and so you don't feel like I'm just doing it by myself, which is hard, which is right, which is understandably hard. Especially like if you're remote or 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 hybrid and there's no one around and you're just you, you want to have some people who are who are cheer, your cheerleaders, right?
1: Yeah, and then even just finding a mentor, you you won't have to really learn that much by trial and error because they will have been through it. So then maybe it'll, maybe it'll lessen the failures for you as well.
0: Now, what do you feel about this mantras, affirmations? vision boards, Um, we talked about positive self-talk. Are you into that? Do you think those work? Are those helpful?
1: I've personally never done it, but I've heard Mm -hmm. from people that it really helps to like visualize and practice seeing yourself um, reaching your goal. I do know a lot of successful people just always knew and felt like they were gonna be successful. So it's important that you act upon that and visualize yourself. And I think it's important to even like fake it till you make it. Like, mm-hmm. even if you don't feel that way, tell yourself you feel that way until you do actually feel that way.
0: And, and do, you, do, you, do you run the risk of feeling like an imposter syndrome if you do that? Or you you kind of, you like, you train your mind to say, no, I'm I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm not really there now, but I know I'm going to be there. So I'm going to act like I'm there. I'm you know, I'm where I should be, right? Is that what it is?
1: Yeah. And I've learned that even the most successful people suffer from imposter syndrome. So I think it's natural to have those feelings. I think it's important to tell yourself, I earned, I earned this. And and then that'll help fight back against feeling like an imposter or that you just move through the ranks and you don't really deserve it. You've earned it, you've worked hard. And it's important to remind yourself of that. And like you said, to acknowledge like your past wins. And, and I think even it's important when you're setting goals, just set small goals. That way you don't feel overwhelmed by it. And then each of those small goals that you achieve, they pile up and pile up. And then in front of you, you have like a mountain of victories.
0: I love that. Cause most people, you know, you get a victory, right? You get a little victory here there. And it's just like, Oh, I got a little victory. It's just like, whatever. And it just, every time you do it, it just floats away, right? Mm
1: -hmm. And then
0: when you look at all the victories, you don't see it, but all the negative bad stuff, you pile up like a mountain and you get, like you're saying, And then you see that, you see, Mm -hmm. so you look to the mountain. So we have it, we have to reverse it, you know, so that you you pile up all those little victories, little victory, little victory, celebrating each little victory, you know? And I had a cute thing. We did so when um, I started recruiting, we would you know, come home, we're at the dinner table, and if I did a placement, and this is when kids are really young, and go, hey, I made a placement today. And I would explain what I do, but you know, they're kids, they didn't really know it. You know, they're young. And we go, and then we had this thing, we go hip hip hooray, hip hip hooray. And it was kind of a, such a cute, adorable thing. <laughs> and the kids were so into it, like
1: "Yeah, hip hip hooray, hip hip hooray,
0: you know, it's that, and, and and I think for both of them it was really good because growing up they had that were built in that like mentality you know like the things I'm talking about because you know, as a, at a young age I was instilling a lot of this in them and it, it, it is so cute to see.
1: Yeah, it's it was it's cute to know that you taught them at a young age yeah. to celebrate yeah. the victories. I even know people at the dinner table will go around and and say like name your rose and thorn of the day. So yes. They- It'd be I've, introspective and I've that. heard that
0: I've never done that myself with anybody but like I've heard that right like your wins or losses or what did you say mm-hmm. thorns and
1: yeah rose and thorn
0: yeah I've never heard that but yeah well you're sharing with people I you know I imagine with people who you really feel connected with who are like-minded so no one's judging but mm-hmm. you could share honestly and openly your wins and losses and what have you right
1: yeah
0: Before we end the show, can I I give, can I I just mention something that seems like a little oddball thing? Sure. When you you said about, you know, you know, hey, put aside time for crying. Mm -hmm. I can't speak for all men, but I can speak for myself. I can't remember the last time I cried about something. And I don't know, maybe that's something men have to do more or not. I don't know. But, you know, I don't. I can't speak for other men because who you never know really what's goes on, what they're doing. But yeah, it's weird. It's like not a thing. Does it does that does that make sense? Yeah. Am I, I just do. am I much weird? Or I just like weird and, and just have no feelings?
1: I took a whole class <laughs> men's health and perspective. So it's what you're saying is definitely in line with how a lot of men feel. But I think by having a LinkedIn live <laughs> and and also telling men it's okay to it's okay to cry, it's okay to grieve a loss of a job. That's your identity for so many years. So I think it's important to talk about these things and and bring mental health and mindset to the forefront.
0: Absolutely, and I'm glad you said mental health because that's that's the key too. I, I didn't you know talk about that. I'm glad you brought it up. Is yeah, it's like really important to just kind of monitor. Monitor your mental health and emotional well being. Because if you don't have that, you don't have anything. You're not going to be a help to yourself, your family, your friends, your coworkers. So it's something always to watch out for.
1: Exactly. All
0: right, cool. So I think we got a lot, a lot accomplished. I hope, I hope for the people watching it, it's a little deep, a little different. And uh, I think that's one of the things Christine and I are trying to do with this LinkedIn live slash podcast is to bring up, you know, bring up some like, you know, functional things, here's what you do, how you do this, but then also bring to the table stuff that you may not have thought of, looking at it from a different angle, offering this kind of advice that maybe you don't hear often enough or at all. So I hope this is helpful. I hope by watching it, it makes you feel a little better, gives you some ideas how to live a better life, how to do better and, and succeed in whatever your endeavors. So hopefully that helped. And as always, in the comments, you know, when Christine posted, you know, the LinkedIn live. If, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, please share it. If you want some help, um, if you have suggestions for future topics, let us know. I want this to be very interactive. So thank you very much for watching. I really appreciate it. And hopefully this helps. And have a great day. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Christine. Bye.